Hey, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of The Overlay, a poker podcast brought to you by a CCG Charitable Games Poker. What up, Brando? CCG Charitable Games Poker. I like it. Yeah, I just, I'm just i making sure I buy a bunch of extra URLs because a player at CCG, who will go unnamed, Chris, said that he was going to buy every way possible uh, because we did have a mistake on the website, uh, the, the hosting, my credit card updated. And the expiration date was wrong. And then when they went to go renew the like five year uh, hosting subscription, it was gone. They're like declined. I, I told you that was going to happen. 100%. You were, like, you were like, I think one of my credit cards changed. I'm yeah. Like, and well, here's the best part. Screw up all the auto pays. I only did that. I only paid the five years in advance so I wouldn't forget about it. And then I forgot when the five years was up. And then, uh, yeah, I forgot about it. So there was a good, like, three hours that the thing was down. But the nice thing is about CCG and the players and the poker players, their dedication is, dude, I got, like, 50 texts. Websites yeah, down. I got, like, six. Websites down. <laughs> Chris texted me. He's like, have I been banned from the website already? And I was like, no. I don't. I don't. I'm like, if I could do that, you'd have gotten banned eight years ago. Um but no, it was very helpful, and then I did it while on the golf course, which is a te- testament. Testament is a uh, tantamount. What's the word I'm looking for there? Is that a word? Par- uh, ah, whatever. It, it it just speaks to the um, testimony. I don't know. It speaks to the age in which that we are in. Is that I can update the website from a cell phone from the golf course in like 12 minutes. It's the time it took yeah. me to walk from my drive to uh, the green. Which is great. Uh, it's you amazing. You did it straight. You went sideways. I took a long walk. Or no, nah, it was just I, no, no. I, I wedged up. I was close, and then I had to wait for everybody else to get on the green. And then I in that. Oh, time, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I was just, I'm good. Okay. You know, at that that particular. So you you long. hit perfectly. You said away for everybody else. I was I close, it. like eight feet for birdie. It was great. One of the best feelings in golf. I still made a par though. I was about to say you definitely missed. Yeah, did not, make it. did not make it. Uh, today's episode, we are going to bang out another Beyond the Rule Book episode, which is always one of my favorite episodes because the good and the bad thing about poker players is there's a lot of stories being told. I mean, I feel like everybody thinks that every tournament I ever go to is like a live version of a podcast because you're just going to hear a bunch of bad beat stories. Oh, this happened to me here. Oh, did you hear what happened at such and such? Oh, hoo hoo ha ha. This happened. Am I right or am I wrong, Brando? You're pretty right. I'm always right, but I like to hear you confirm it every now and again. Um, yeah, so beyond the rulebook, just some wild tales of tournament directors' um, issues Nightmares. and problems and just the things that happen in a tournament. So we won't say where it was because I don't want to condemn anyone or anything, uh, but it was a mid, mid-level tour series. Is, yep. that, is that a word? That is a word. Yeah, it's like a mid-level tour poker tour uh you know one of the regional ones and uh in this instance to make it easy because brandon and i talked before the podcast and he's like i think this is a little confusing and the guy who told me the story had to tell me like five times before i could get like all the information out which is like perfect tournament director explanation is that you're gonna have to get like five explanations and try to like encyclopedia brown this together to figure out what actually happened because it's the most difficult thing on the planet but um, just for sake of the podcast, we're going to discuss this kind of uh, rule, and it might be something that I think everyone's experienced. A player, we won't say who or what, and we won't identify them as like player A, just a, a player raises. Mm-hmm. Player later in line goes all in. The next person, 
player three in this instance, asks the dealer, what is the raise amount and is it enough to open the betting for the original better, the OB? Is that, is that how you do that? OGOB? No, no, I think it's like raise first in. It's like RFI these days. Or oh, I don't, like I don't say that. So the, but, o, yeah. the original better, he, he, he asks, is the action reopened? Into asking, does that original person who raised, do they get a, an option to re-raise? Because we all know if the raise is not enough to constitute a raise, you can kind of sneak in on a pot where the original guy can't defend off anybody or isolate because of the way the math works out, correct? Yeah. Correct. So uh, player three is like, oh, yeah, it's 23,000 to call, and 24 seems to be where the number is. So, like, that's awesome. I call 23. And then it was like, boom, boom, like two other people called, we'll say, right? Yep, yep. Well, like call, call, call. It's like, yeah. So like the All lo- contingent on the fact that the it, action's closed. Action is closed. And all the original better can do is just call the difference, which obviously that person's going to do because there's no instance on the planet that they are going to fold that uh, any two cards at that point. And then the original better's like, ahaha, no, that is not true. The actual reopening math is this. Bop, 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 bop. He shows his work, and lo and behold, the floor gets called. And then I think the floor's decision was that the action was reopened, correct? Yeah. Right. Where, what went wrong here, Brandon? What, what went wrong in the poker player's debacle of what happened here? Uh, they, trusted, the they trusted the dealer. They trusted the dealer. Yeah. Poker is an individual sport. I will give it the fact that it is a sport, but it is an individual sport, and it is up to the player always, and sometimes it sucks. This is a perfect example of one of the shittier parts of it is your own responsibility. It's your responsibility. You screwed up because you trusted the dealer, you didn't do your own math, and then now you know... Oh no! I just wasted twenty three thousand. Because then the original better is like, I'm all in for four hundred thousand. I don't know what the actual number was, but like it was a massive amount. Put everybody else all in. It doesn't matter. Even if it's another fifty, sixty, seventy thousand, like we all called in that middle part of the the field, um, or at the table, because knowing we, they couldn't get squeezed, knowing out. they couldn't get squeezed, right? Because nobody. It, it's a whole different option if like. I know I'm calling this all in with another person in the hand. Like you got to know damn well, there's a chance that person is going to jam it on top of them, right? Isolate, get the dead money in there. And everybody loves dead money, but for sure. There's just, yeah, that, that original raises that raises, there's a lot of hands that he would choose to ISO with. Mm Mm-hmm. Eights, nines, times, ace, king, ace, queen, ace, jack, suit. You know what I mean? Like all of all of, if these guys all had better than me, they would have raised themselves. Correct. But they tried to get in with jack ten suited and pocket fours and ace nine suited, and because it's cheap. And then you know, relatively all of a sudden queen pot. Yeah, I know what you mean. All of a sudden queen jack suited for whatever four bigs seems great. Queen jack suited for. 14 or 24 or my tournament life doesn't seem great at all yeah against three other players not not exciting completely changes the entire you know right outlook of your hand of the whole hand so is there ever an instance in that particular scenario where the tournament director comes over and obviously they call floor hey this is bullshit i asked the dealer this person says uh the action was not reopened. I made my decision based on the fact that the action was closed per the dealer. The person who's supposed to be in charge of the entire freaking table said, no, no, 
Action's close. And then it gets all the way around to the original better, who again goes, no, that's not the case. Here's why. Shows the math, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, no, that's that math checks out. That's right. Tournament director's going to say what, Brando? Play stands, baby. Guy's yeah. allowed to, to re-jam. We can't not take his action ISO. away, and we can't back it up and say, well, you only called based on these false principles. You don't get your money back. Once chips go in the pot, they ain't ever coming back out unless you win the hand. Correct? Correct. That's actually probably the number one rule in poker. It shouldn't be that the tournament director can do whatever it is uh, in the just, you know, just to, for the, the, the right of the game kind of thing. What's that What's that first rule? To, to keep the integrity of the game. There we go. Integrity. Good think of that word. That the tournament director can make any decision based on keeping the integrity of the game or protecting the integrity of the game. This is really not about the integrity of the game. This is about you guys did bad math. Then you asked a person, you phoned a friend that turned out to be wrong. It would be like being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, me calling you and be like, Brandon, who was the president in 1981? And you're like, uh, Richard Nixon. And I was like, hey, Richard Nixon. And they're like, no, you're wrong. I'd be like, oh, wait, no, I'd like a redo. Uh, my phone a friend guy was wrong, and I'd like to change my answer, please. They don't like Yeah, that. it's just one of those things where like the player thinks they're doing the right thing by asking the dealer, but. You really like know know the rules and do the match yourself. It's never that hard. You have to. And what does constitute a raise? So if, uh, uh, let's make the math easy. Blinds are one thousand, two thousand. I open. All right, I'm under the gun. I open six thousand. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, the next person in line goes all in. How much can they go all in for before it's actually considered a raise? In which case, the I'm allowed to raise again or nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine yeah can you do the math real fast more than just telling us what it is yeah why is that answer uh because they raised 4k so you have to raise 4k more on top of that 4k so if they went two to six the next legal raise would be six to ten so if i jam for anything less than ten the action's closed for that first guy now so if i jam eighty one hundred and it goes, call, 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 back to that guy that made it 6K. His options are folder, call 8,100, 2,100 more. And I have two questions. One, why is that real? Like, why don't I get an option to raise again after this Because you technically online? were the last person that raised. And I'm not allowed to raise myself, correct? Correct. You were the last person that made cool. a legal raise. You were the went from two to six. Where it gets funky and all ins are concerned, do we do that 50% rule, meaning if I bet more than 50%? No, no, no. Okay, so when a player is all in, the all in amount has to be the full amount of a raise. There is no like... It's close to a raise or it's over 50%. So that's going to reopen it. It physically in a tournament needs to be the in no limit hold'em. Yes. No limit hold'em. Right. So it's right. 1,000, 2,000 blinds. I raise to six, which is technically, like you said, a raise of 4,000. So the next legal raise is 10,000. The player goes all in for 9,100. That's not a legal raise. The all in's 9,100. Call, 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 call. Gets back to this guy who made it 6K. His options are. Put in 3,100 in chips, which is the call, or fold. You don't get any other options. That's just it. Correct. Now, if the bet was 10,100 all in, and then four guys called, and it comes back to the original better, he can raise, correct? Correct. Because the line's 10,000. As soon as they make it 10,000 or more, that's uh, you're able to raise. So know that, folks, when you're playing in a tournament, that if uh, there's a bet and an all in, and you are looking down at jacks or queens or shit i don't know ace king 
you got to be aware of the fact of, all right, was that a guy who originally raised, is he going to get an option to squeeze me out of this hand? And am I able and ready to go further? So you kind of have to look down the line a little bit and see where those cards are at, right? Does everybody Correct. already do that? Or is that just me like giving stupid, like when you play baseball, make sure you always run to first base after you get a hit. Uh, I mean, usually people do it, but I mean, obviously so. it comes up a lot. Uh, it's but happened. I mean, you know, if you have Kings or Aces, maybe you're the one that you want to just flat call because you know that guy has the option oh, to nice. open. Using and now reverse you're, psychology. You know, I like that, Brando. Making yeah. the players feel good about themselves. All right, well, that was kind of an easy one. It sucks. It's It's... One of the bad rules, I shouldn't say bad rules, it's one of the what players feel like is an unfair rule. If I ask the dealer and they give me bad information, shouldn't I be able to change? But that's not the case. Another bad instance is if the dealer mucks your cards, meaning if I'm sitting there and I'm not protecting my hand and the dealer just scoops up my, my hand and puts it in the muck, I don't get those cards back, right? Yeah, that's another one that, that no, you don't get your cards back. And that's one that the floor gets called over and you're really supposed to lose everything you have in, in the pot. You know, everything. you put all those chips in, it's all gone. Your I hand's mean, dead. It's no longer a live hand. Whoever has hands left, they finish out the hand. Meaning oh. you bet 7,000, and then there's another guy, and it's on him. And whatever happens, and the dealer mucks your cards, you're supposed to lose that 7K and the whole pot and everything. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200. Right. I'm sorry that the dealer made that mistake. And I always make a sweetheart ruling where, you know, if they put out the seven and some guy raised them to 40,000 and in the meantime, you know, their cards got mucked. I always like give them the last wager back, you know, where they lose less than everything. Correct. And then they're still, then they're still mad. Like, what do you, well, uh, I, lose, mad at you. I lose, I lose, what do you mean I lose? lose. Like, well, your two options are you lose. 7,000 or you lose all of it. Right. I'm only letting you lose the 7,000. Right. I understand How the dealer made you? a mistake. Like, I get it. You feel unfair that the dealer screwed up. There's nothing we can do about the dealer screwing up. That's over. All I can do is tell you how much you lose. But yeah, they always just get so frustrated with the floor. And it's just, I mean, it's fresh. It's just one of those ones where, like, it's a shitty rule. Yeah, that's pretty much 95% the dealer's fault. But doesn't you gotta matter. know what one is. Yep. Doesn't matter. Protect your hand at all costs. You gotta protect your own hand. And if not, uh yeah. I mean, I, I will say it like it's one of those things. I've never had my hand mucked. Like, I never. have only had my hand mucked one time, and I did the opposite. I just kept betting the whole way until I won the hand, and then the dealer said, Okay, you win the hand. And I just didn't have a hand. I was like, Cool, give me that pot. <laughs> Everybody else is out. And the dealer was like, okay, you can have it. <laughs> yeah, that was in limit poker too, which is even harder to win the hand. It's not like I went all in. You got to limit You got to limit bet that stuff. That's tough. That, that one big bet and they all muck. Big it's bet great. on the river. Everybody everybody mucks their draws. Then I'm good. And the dealer's looking down like, where are my cards? I was like, you took them like 10 minutes ago, but I didn't want to say anything. And I got it through. All right, next question, Brandon. Here we go on Beyond the Rulebook for Brandon. Beyond the rule book with Brandon. I think I might just call that episode this. Um, angle shooting or not angle shooting. You're playing in a tournament, and there is a whale of a player playing in the tournament. He's on bullet number four. He gets knocked out, and he's going for bullet number five. Now, let's say this is uh, 
Uh, you know, I won't put any precursors on that. Just that fact alone. So you got this player down card. And the player's already making his way. The whale, we'll call him. Moby Dick here is running back to the registration table to register again to get it back in so he can jam it all in blind and give somebody else another 20K in chips. Um, is it immoral, unjust? Is it an angle shoot to make sure you grab that player down card and run it over to the tournament director so they... So there's a better possibility that you get that player back at your table. Angle shooting or good business or just don't kick sleeping dogs while they lie. If you don't, Mm, I will go with not angle, not, not angle shooting, but not good business, (laughs) not angle. It's not angle shooting is more cheating or trying to cheat a player. You're not trying to cheat anybody. This is what's right is right. You're just like, I'd like a I'd like a better chance to get this mop back at my table. And that's that. Yeah, you're just being very uh Nope, oh, I got a card for you, sir. I will say one of the things that makes my skin crawl, and I think players should be more considerate of others, because at every single poker player out there, this is gonna happen too. You get your aces, you get it all in good, you get cracked, and then what happens before I've even had a chance to have see the pot go away from me, my hands are mucked, the dealer's getting ready to shuffle the next hand, I'm kind of pulling that, eh, you know, I, I'm trying to get that last word in or whatever the case is about my bad beat that I just took. I should be given a second, right? Like, I, it's my right as a player. I paid for the right to be able to bitch internally for like, ugh. Uh, shoot a guy a dirty look, whatever the case is, how fast is it okay for a player, not a dealer, a player to yell, player down, I don't care at what point in the tournament you're in, how long do you have to give a player before you can say something about player down? Um, well, what's the just- easy, one, easy one for me, never. Yeah, don't say it. Unlimited time, Nothing. just don't say anything. Never, let the dealer do it. It's not your job, it's not your place. I like it's that, not your... I like that. You, you should just you should just be more considerate. You know, you should not even more considerate. You should just worry about the math on all ends, so you don't have to worry about the deer giving the game. <laughs> don't worry about uh, protect you your know, hands players so they don't get mucked. Right. Make sure you get dealt a real hand. These are the things players need to be worried oh, about. Oh wow! Not. Brandon did something happen recently where a player did not notice that their hand was dealt to them incorrectly, and they managed to get themselves all in and all the way through the board before they realized that the hand was incorrect. That did happen. <laughs> oh, tell us about it, Brando. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I gave you um, the bases, but lead it in a little bit. You did. Bit. Hey, give us the Basically, dirt. we had a hand history at CCG, actually, where, you know, a guy, uh, a guy got dealt one card. He decided, yeah, I'm on tilt. I got to go. I want to gamble. Whatever the, the, the case may be in this player A's head, he, uh, he got dealt one card on the button, and then it got around to him, and he raised in the dark, mm-hmm. and then got re-raised Literally by the, the big blind. Got re-raised by the big blind, and then the button then re-raised again, and then the big blind went all in, and then the button called, and then we saw a flop a turn in the river, uh-huh. and we went to showdown. Uh-huh. And the button only had one card. Button goes, whoops. The button who originally instigated all of the shenanigans that just took place goes, oh, I only have one card. What happens now? Bum, bum, bum. Next week on the overlay. No, I'm not going to wait. So now now we are, now we're onto the river. 
there is multiple hundreds of dollars from each player in the pot. Uh-huh. One player is showing pocket queens. Yep. For queens and seven, or no, queens and whatever. There was a board pair, queens and fives. And the other player on the button shows one singular seven. <laughs> Which didn't make a pair, didn't make trips, didn't. Did not make anything. Didn't make anything. Make I think you said that there were like the board paired with sevens. He didn't have anything. He had seven high is what he had. Uh, but then at that point it was like, oh, I didn't have, this can't be a real hand because, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't get all my cards. Right. So what happened is the player just never, he just acted like he looked at his hand and then never looked at his hand and played the pot. Like he was doing it intentionally, but you know, then he looked down and only had one card to me. That is a, uh, I don't get it. He truthfully went, uh, he truthfully went all in black. Went all in dark. Yeah, he, he didn't look at anything. And then that's great and all, but there was always the one risk, and it goes back to the original theme of today's episode. It is the player's responsibility to... You're going to have to take responsibility for yourself. So in this instance, uh, he got it all in dark. He got another player to do it with him. They rip it out. Bing, bang, boom. Go all the way out. And what do you know? Uh, I only have one card. So at that point, it's like we've we are way too far gone here. Too much money's in the pot to just back this hand up. Your hand's just not a valid hand. You're out. He's the only player with the live hand. He wins, and it's unfortunate. And the player feels like they got screwed. But my question is always: Did they get in trouble? Did they get screwed? Because you listened to the dealer or you didn't look. It's not the dealer's fault. You're gonna have to take responsibility for yourself. Or at least and if you're going to go all in, first thing you got to do, check to make sure you got two cards. Fake looking at your cards. Or just pretend, just, just look to see if you have two cards. Like that's yeah, all. And, and again, it's not a misdeal, guys, because it is the button. And we all know that sometimes you're flying around there and we forget to give the button. A yeah. if, there's any, if there's any player that's not going to have two cards, it's the dealer. It's going to be the button. The, de- uh, the, the, the actual dealer forgets to deal <laughs> the last card and. It is what it is. And, and usually it. it goes uh, zero to two players act on their hand before mm-hmm. the button goes, hey, uh, dealer. And he s- spreads out his cards like, I only got one. And I'll be, oh, throw them the second one and we're all good. Yep, keep going. And going back into the integrity of the game, it would be way more detrimentally unfair for the queens mm-hmm. to back anything up. Correct. Like, as much as you want to say this guy got screwed because he got one card, throw away the one card guy. Just look at the queens. Right. He raised, he re-raised, he got it in, he won the hand. Now we're going to tell him that he doesn't win? Mm -hmm. It's just not right. Let's make it even worse. Let's let's throw a whole nother thing on here. What if the guy had a seven and the board (laughs) came out seven, seven, four, Ace five, whatever. So now with just one card, he's got three sevens, which beats the queen, queens, right? Because the other player had pocket queens who actually looked at their hand. Um, Is there any argument that you would award the pot to him with just one card? Because you know damn well this is my problem that always happens, and it's something that I always try to ask people because I don't really do this during the tournament. It's not like this is a question you can ask a player as as a person who's you know uh, in in a floor position, which I know is a weird thing to talk about because most players are on the other side. But I just want you to feel the you know what it's like and what the what the floor people have to go through. Um, I always ask people, would you be more or less upset if the hand had played out differently? And they're always like, no. 
But inevitably, it's always that they got knocked out of the tournament, and this is why they feel like they got screwed. Well, look, I asked the dealer. He told me that the blinds uh, that the it was not eligible for a raise, but it turned out it was, and that's not fair. Well, you, and then obviously you called and then got knocked out of the tournament. Well, yeah, but that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have called. It's like, well, it's like the the butterfly effect here. We can't go backwards at any point. Like, you decided it. Your fate has been chosen. You've decided to move forward. Win or lose, it's not like I've ever had somebody say, hey, I tripled up on a hand, and it's bullshit, and I want to talk about it. That's never in my life. In 20 years of poker, has any person ever complained to me and said, I tripled up in a tournament, and I'm pissed. It's kind of funny, because nobody ever says that. They always let it go. Um and you probably should be saying those things because no matter who wins that hand, like, yeah, if you want to come up to me and say, hey, you know what? The dealer messed up. I understand. And then I, I never want to tell them and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's totally your responsibility. And it is. It's 100% the player's responsibility. The dealer mucked my cards. Sir, it's 100% your responsibility to protect your hand. Well, yeah, but he took them from me. Well, did he physically fight you for them with a knife? Did he throw them away right, at gunpoint? Then that, that, we have a problem. That's a much bigger deal. But that didn't happen. You just weren't paying attention. You got your cards mucked. Well, I got it all in, and we did it blind, and then we realized that I only had one card. You can't make me lose the hand when I didn't even get a full hand. Well, yeah, it is because it's your responsibility. You're the player who went all in. You're the player who took this route, and then now you want to back it up and say that's unfair. If it Like, let's say they would have noticed. Like, let's take that opportunity. Just so we know, before I went on my tangent, if the player had trips with just a single card, the outcome's the same. Queens are the only live hand. You can't win a pot with one one card, in which case you still lose the hand. I don't care if you've got a royal flush with one card. You don't get to win the hand, correct? Correct. No matter what it is. At that point, it doesn't matter what the cards are. It's that he has a live hand. You do not. The player with the live hand is going to win the pot. Well, that's not fair. I don't have a live hand. Well, this is where we're back to Ken's rant. It's the player's responsibility to make sure that they have a real hand. Because I've seen you put it in with one card. You did that. I I didn't do that. Floor, right? Floor didn't screw that up. The dealer didn't screw that up. The player, the dealer screwed up the hand, but that could be remedied with zero dollars lost. And it's same person. Everything, everything over zero dollars lost with an in illegal hand or an illegitimate hand. Everything over. Zero dollars is your fault because you could have n- not put in any money. You could have got a second card. You could have, you know, there's a million avenues to where the the problem or gets you fixed. Could have, you could have done you it right. You could have done it like let's say this was a tournament hand. I don't know how the same thing could happen, but let's just say it did. It's still really bad, and I still blame the the person who has one card. But let's say same scenario happens. We go to the that we go to the flop, and the dealer says, "All right, guys, turn them up." And the guy flips over queens, and the other guy goes, oh, shit, I only got one card. Now we're back to that whole thing. Floor gets called over. What do we do? Well, theoretically, there's been way too much action, significant action. I mean, we've got two players all in. There's too much action here to go backwards. In that instance, I could see the one argument of going, so your hand's dead. This player wins the entire pot. You're now out of the tournament. Now, could a tournament director arguably say, all right, well, let's just back it up here, give everybody their money back and kind of start over. But then it's like now the other guy's upset and rightfully so. He'd be calling into the show going, hey, guys, overlay. How are you? I was in a tournament the other day and this is what happened to me. I got it all in with Queens and bam, guy looks down at one card, and just gets it. Uh, you know, 
is that the integrity of the game? That the tournament director is trying to protect the person who managed to get himself all in or herself. Let's let's be uh, gender neutral here. That this person got themselves all in with uh, one fucking card. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. I don't really have an answer for that. Right on. I mean, these are no, the, guy, the guy's out. I mean, the guy's out. I, I mean, would say in that instance, that player's just out. I, I okay, so here, hear me I out. I couldn't hear find out, an argument to, to try to save that person's tournament life. I, I just I don't have feel an like there's a way to I do have it. an argument to save the person's life. Oh, nice. Let's hear it. If that person's on the button, you can't just be like, ah, give me my second card. There's okay, no, I wanted no you to out. mention this because I love that idea. Yes, you could argue that. But now here's the thing when you start doing wild scenarios like that, because we all know the top card of the deck is that player's card, right? Only when it's only when that person's only, on the button. Only in yes. this very specific thing. So could you argue be like, well, let's give him the top card of the deck and run it out? Well, then here's the problem. Yes. This happens, and then who's then and then what what's the next process of beyond the rule book here? Well, Obviously you, that, that random hand beats the other guy and correct. the other guy's And now the guy with Queens comes over and goes, I got knocked out of the tournament, and this is why I'm pissed. And then you could just you gotta go down that route. That player if that player was unhappy with that scenario, they need to make that aware and know and be like no you are not ripping that flop turn and river until i get an answer to my ter- my, my question right now what you can't do is let the cards run out lose the queen, and then go the, this is yeah. bullshit i don't like it it's because like, when the guy has seven deuce and queen's just win against seven high that guy says anything. Say anything yep nobody says anything but now if the so guy's like seven that deuce, person that person with queens gets to gets to like free roll the situation correct it's either he wins the pot and says nothing or loses the pot and bitches so i think beyond the rule book here 2.0 or beyond the rule book part two whatever i call it or beyond the rule book with brando whatever we decide to call this episode it's obviously about rules and and things that happen in tournaments and also cash games uh in poker in general that are different and i think the two major things that you need to think about are this one it's your responsibility as a player know the rules a little bit better um, ask questions if you don't know and stop the hands before they are done because you cannot undo something when it's already been run out. It's very difficult to be like, well, I don't like this happened. And when you've already seen the river and the cards are on the table, like at that point, you can't go, well, hang on a second. I want to back up to this previous moment. You know, we're done. So I do have a um, a backup moment for you really quick. Oh, great. I just yeah, thought of this. Just throw but- that in there. Well, just, it'll be super quick. And mm-hmm. it's, this is like one of the instances where I would say... You could back it up. You can back it up because really all that happened... Uh, it was the early bird, and we'll just say the blinds were 150, 300. Mm-hmm. And then the guy went all in for 900. And these are... Don't think about... I got you. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. These are just... I'm just making up a scenario. But this is basically what happened. And then a guy tried to call the 900, but accidentally made it... 1400 okay okay which is more than half of a raise and and three to nine is six so then six more on nine is 15 and maybe but he was he, putting in the 14 thinking he would get a nickel back rather than try whatever on his chain yeah yeah, yeah. whatever yeah that, i think that's kind of what it that's was probably what it was or yeah. the, the chip slipped out or whatever doesn't matter the guy meant to call 900 put out but ended up putting out 14 in which obviously chips, obviously in five chips. chips. Yeah, yeah, it was multiple, multiple, multiple chips. Go ahead. So then, then, so now it goes 14. Then it goes call, call. The 14s? 14. <laughs> then the next <laughs> guy goes, I, I, the next guy goes, 
I don't. The next guy goes, I don't think 14 is a legal race. So then I get called over right now. This is after uh, multiple people have already called, and then somebody finally stops the 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 train and goes, oh, wait, hold on right. a second. I think this is wrong. So it went, accident, it went lines 300, all in for nine, mm-hmm. accidental 14. Correct. Which needs to be rounded up to 15, but never was. Right. Call 14, call 14. Then oh, the next guy's the like, fuck? I think this the next is guy's wrong. like, hold on. Let's just like hold on. So he did the right thing. He stopped. He stopped the train. You got to stop. Stop, stop, stop. Let's call the floor before it gets any worse. That I I would say my first uh, observation kudos to that gentleman or lady who just goes, okay, hang on a second, everybody. We need we need to stop. All right, go ahead. What what happened? So, you get called over. What 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 happens? So obviously that fourteen. I was like, well, we're gonna start there. That fourteen's not allowed. So that's got to be fifteen, which is a min raise. And mm-hmm. then I just made the two fourteens. It ended up being one hundred chips. So it was less. It's relevant, less but detrimental. It could it could, it could be way worse. Larger yeah. than that. Yeah. You know. So where it was just over half and then lines of thirty thousand, sixty thousand. That's a much bigger fuck up. But go ahead. Correct. Um. Or it was less than 100 away from the race. So then right. I just backed it up and was like, all right, it's going 1,500, call 15, call 15. Now it's on your action. Right, because those cool. two people that voluntarily put in 14, they voluntarily call the race. Right. Like, really, they have, like, they, one of them should know that they, they, they signed their, their deal. Like, their, their right. deal's over with. Yeah. So now I'm editing the number, but they're still bound to call that additional number. So that that's a way we're backing up. It got stopped early. You know, it's pretty clear and cut that the other two fourteens well, voluntarily easier. put calls in. Right, they just put calls of an ineligible amount. That but kind they of still voluntarily. There's far less people who are pissed. Right, like nobody's really going to be upset with that. You know, maybe right. they, they all got, just flipped in. Everyone's just like, yeah, going. I get it. Like, okay, that's, the only guy that's pissed is the guy that mistakenly bet for. And really, he only lost five hundred. So yeah, like uh, round it up to be six hundred, but yeah, right. Uh, yeah, you're right. Round it up to six hundred. So uh, is that if that's the worst case scenario, then that's a that's, pretty good. That's two big blinds. Yeah, it's a pretty I mean, good. Uh, two big blind misclicks are never ones to sweat over. And again, it's <laughs> it's, the, it's the motto. It's it's the 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 lesson of the day. It's your responsibility, sir. I get it. You didn't mean to do that, but you did it. It's a rule. You're gonna have well, you to. You got that information, it. and you did it. Make or sure you listen you, to somebody. Learn a lesson. That's it. Sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. Uh, that's going to do it for this uh, episode of uh, Beyond the Rule Book. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast because you can get the overlay anywhere on the planet. I know some of you are still listening on your desktop by going to the actual website and clicking play on it, which is perfectly fine, but sometimes it's nice to go on a walk and listen to Brandon and I argue about poker. Super fun. Um, it's exactly what I listen to on my walk. Absolutely. I listen to crazy <laughs> podcasts uh, about typically about zombies, but that's just me. Maybe we should do like a zombie poker podcast because it's like the only stuff I, I have any any knowledge about uh, is poker and then zombies because I've listened to a lot of zombie apocalypse type stuff. I feel like I have like a 80% chance I survive of a zombie apocalypse. What do you give your odds uh, on a zombie apocalypse? I'm, I'm, if I make it to my parents' house and can sit on the roof with all those guns, I feel like I'm pretty good. God bless your dad and his, his wonderful I, views of life. I just, but, if, but if I don't make it over to my parents' house, I'm man, probably screwed. That's good. See, again, and all, all that remains with is what, Brando? It's 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 your responsibility it's to save yourself. 
in a zombie apocalypse. It's your job to save yourself during a poker tournament. Nobody else is going to help you. You have to rely on yourself. It's the best part about poker and sometimes the worst part about poker. Remember, in a nuclear war, you just got to make it to DePage Airport. By the plane holds 10. First you 10. Gotta, you got to be first 10. First 10. Well, really, you yeah, heard it here. Nine, I'm in there. You I'm heard it there. here first, folks. First 10 who can get to the DuPage Airport. I live close to DuPage Airport, so right. I, I got a good I, chance. Screwed. I got a fast car, and uh, I can get there. It's just do I go back to my family? get up in the air? I don't know. get up in the air and over to Europe or down to an island. Or we got a much get, better we chance. We can get out of here. Yeah, because I think Fermilab's like one of the top spots they, they bomb first, so we, we all screwed on that. Yeah, we're done. Not even Chicago, just Fermilab. I don't even know what they do at Fermilab. Anyways... Thanks for listening to the Top Dad Podcast. <laughs> Good fuck me. Start over. Thanks for listening to the overlay. The overlay. Okay, hold on. I'll get it. Thanks for listening to the overlay, everybody. A podcast about poker where Ken mistakenly name drops his other podcast about parenting and then gives you zombie apocalypse tips on how to get out in case of a nuclear war. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Farewell. Bye. <laughs>